Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. A key to real estate is leverage. Even in the home that you own. So I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And we're excited to welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track, where we share techniques, thoughts, tips, and truths that we all need. You, I, everyone, so we can turn our house into a home, our families can thrive, and we live the best life possible. So Yetta, I think many people don't think of their house, their home, when they buy it, they don't, they don't think of the leverage part. They just want to buy a house. I would say that was true for me mm. when I first bought my first home. So I, I, I didn't think of the leverage. Like, I'm buying a house. I need a roof over my head. I'm happy not to pay rent anymore. I'm happy that I'm paying off. At that point, the interest rates were so high that it took a long time to pay every, anything off. Mm-hmm. So I never really considered the percentage of leverage. Yeah. And why that's good. Because yeah. it sounded bad to me. Well, and I think many Canadians get accidental wealth building because they just want a home to live. They want a nice home to live in. And they're not thinking about the leverage side of it and how that builds wealth. Okay. So on this episode, what we're going to learn is why and how the leverage side of it works and why it's good. Mm-hmm. Even in your principal residence. Yeah. And so I'm going to talk some numbers. And if you're oh, someone that come goes, on. Oh, see, you're already starting. I'm already freaking out. So yeah. if you're freaking out with me, let's have our little freak out together. Yeah. If you're one that like your eyes glaze over when someone starts talking numbers, this isn't that show. This show you want to pay attention to. Even the fly that's buzzing around in the studio right now wants to hear about the numbers. That's why he came <laughs> around. Because... Even the fly wants to hear. Okay. okay. I think you've numbers just gone fun. over the top. No, numbers, numbers are fun. Are fun. Numbers no. are fun. Well, how can you say that? Because numbers are money. Money is fun. So numbers are fun. Okay. Got it? I, well, you're going to have to say it more than once. We probably need a mantra. Let's try and say it one more time. Help me. Yeah. Help you? Yeah. Okay. Do it with numbers us. Numbers are money. Numbers are money. Money can be fun. Money can be fun. So numbers are fun. So numbers are fun. I don't yes. sound very convincing, do I? Maybe if we say it 10 times real fast until it's a tongue twister. <laughs> and we won't do that together. And numbers are necessary. How can I say that? <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> you got me somewhere. More than I was. That's okay. Like toilet paper is necessary too. Okay. <laughs> numbers, numbers are fun. Yes. Because money is numbers. numbers. Okay, got it. Okay. So I started doing some research because I wanted to know what's really the difference in the equity or the net worth, how much money above debt do people have? That's what your net worth is. And it's not like everybody has worth, whether you got money or not. You you have worth. This isn't about your net worth as far as a human goes. No. This is your net worth as it relates to numbers and money. Yes. So I wanted to compare renters with homeowners. Mm. 
And it's not an easy stat to do because many times homeowners might be a higher income bracket than a renter. So it's not really fair to compare, right? Or maybe they're older. They've been, they've had longer to own a house. You know, when you start out, generally you got to rent because you just start out in life, right? Unless you got a wealthy family that gives you a house or something. So I did the research and I found a, a research and I'm going to have to look up the name. It's Mortgage Professionals Canada. And they did a study based on age brackets and in that age bracket and income bracket, what the difference in net worth was. Okay, so now that starts to make some sense, right? Because the thing that drives me nuts about stats a lot of times is you can kind of manipulate them. Yeah. So, But that you can't manipulate no. very well if it's the so, same age and the same. And it was interesting. The amount of money was the same in 20 to 49 age bracket, oh. pretty much within a few thousand dollars. Oh. So- I looked at the bracket of people that made 65,000 to 101,000. Okay. Bracket. And in that age bracket of 20 to 49. And it was just about $300,000 more equity. Oh, I thought you said they were the same. No, same age. Same amount in all the different age brackets. Because it went 20 to 29, 30 to 39, 40 to 49. The amount of excess equity compared to a renter of the same age and same income bracket was the same. So that's why I lumped them together, those categories. Are you following me? Well, if, you can't if, follow I'm, me, having, if <laughs> I'm having a time, our dumb, I bet you're having a hard time. Okay. So let me try and rephrase. Yeah. What you're trying to say is the people were the same age and regardless of which decade they were in. The amount, the amount that a homeowner, that a homeowner had more than a renter was the same in each of those 10 into those 10-year brackets. Perfect. So that's right. why you lumped them together. So you're picking up what I'm putting down. That's Ooh, awesome. Ooh, it was a little bit work here. <laughs> so so $300,000 more net worth of homeowners than renters with the same income, same age. And when you say net worth, that includes RSPs, that Everything. includes not savings, just, not just that house. includes... Yeah, because if they weren't putting money in the house, maybe they're putting it, they're, they're renting and they're putting the extra money in a RSP or whatever, right? Right. Yeah. And we're talking Canadians or North Americans no, here. Canadians. 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 Canadian Canadian study this of is Canadian study. And then what was interesting was when you jump to the 50 to 59-year-old bracket, six. Hundred thousand dollars difference between renters and homeowners. That's the bracket we're in age wise. We give it away. Yeah, I don't mind. And then uh, eventually okay. it started to 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 equalize it when you get to seventy and eighty and whatever because people were spending their money, I guess, or selling or their giving house, it away so, or giving it away or whatever. It started to equalize somewhat. So fascinating, right? Now then I said, okay, so why is that happening? Yeah. And it's because of the leverage in real estate. And no other reason from your perspective. No, no other reason. Well, pay down on the mortgage and the leverage. So here's, here's what I got so excited about. Okay, okay, okay. okay. You're going to get so, excited with us. Yeah. So let's say 2018, when this study was done, you bought a $400,000 house with 20% down. That means you put 80000 in, right? 
Or let's say you took that 80,000 and you went a little further into the country and you bought a little house for $80,000, which back in 2018, maybe you could do. You could. Okay. Yep. So now the market has gone up 50% across Canada. On average. On average. From September 2018 to September 2021. 21. Right? Three years. 50%. So on the $400,000 house, you went up 200,000. Right. On the $80,000 house, you you went up 40,000. So 200,000 minus the 40,000 means the leverage brought in an extra $160,000 for the person that leveraged at 80% when they bought their house. Okay. So leverage isn't necessarily a bad thing is what you're trying to tell me. Not in real estate. It's bad if real estate's going down because the same reverse works, right? The snowball goes reverse. Right. And yet the good news with real estate is over the last 50 years, there's only in Ottawa and area and most of Canada, there's only been three years where it didn't do so good. Right. So in that study where the people, you know, were 50 to 59 and they had 200,000 or sorry 600,000 600, because of what real estate has done they're closer to a million dollars ahead of someone that's renting in the last 3 years wow it's just exploded right can you leverage knowledge we've created for you free well it was we didn't create it for free but we created access to over 503 free episodes of life's inside track where we share insider tips We share real estate news and even how to build wealth and how to make house home. And so we're grateful that we've been able to do that. And as we've done it, we're tapping into the very topic that we're talking about today. So true. And that's such a tongue twister. You did really good on that. 503 free episodes. (laughs) Over. Over. 503. Excuse me. And that is a way to leverage our knowledge by going on our YouTube channel or listening to CHRI at 9.30 on Friday mornings and leverage the knowledge that we've spent. Well, we, don't, oh, we don't, ended up, don't, yeah, come on. Don't. We ended up the other day. It's over a million dollars we've spent oh, one, on over 1. acquiring 1. the knowledge that we have. Mm-hmm. And then over 33 years in this industry. Mm. So specific knowledge. So really the point is the best thing you can leverage is in fact knowledge. Yeah, it actually has the highest rate of return. That's why we spent so much money on knowledge for ourselves, leveraging knowledge for ourselves. And it's still hard to say out loud. So I'm all tongue-tied and twisted, not because I said over 503 free episodes. Oh, that rolls off your tongue. That's awesome. Yeah, well, that's easy now in comparison to over $1.1 million in education. And so... We spent that so that you don't have to. Right. So that we can share it. We were messed up. We needed to spend that. (laughs) (laughs) We did. And that's for another episode. Mm. And what we're going to learn today is how can you invest? Where can you leverage? When you invest, it's leveraged. Mm -hmm. But where can we get that? In Mm -hmm. real estate. In real estate, who can we, what can we leverage to get knowledge? Well, books. Yeah. Books would be number one, I think, because books 
what you can get free books online now you can get the wealth formula almost free like less than $30 so that's close to free so books is probably one of the least expensive things based on the rate of return that you get from buying a book yes and now you need to invest more than money you need to invest time time yes and next time. the next segment is going to be on how to leverage your time i'm so excited about it but let's i i i didn't digress i got ahead of myself yes so that happens okay. and so books books is bar none and whether you listen to audio or whether you read them or i was like doing a symbol here write them so even if you write them that's pretty cool because now you're re leveraging what you've learned mm. and as you put it out there as you yeah. share what you've learned that's a leverage we didn't really talk about yeah. and yet that is incredible number two schools schools universities, universities libraries which have books and you know what the libraries have videos as well now not all videos are movies or just for fun there are videos that are educational right so leveraging and i think when we talk about leveraging one of the things is if we're just taking in the knowledge if we're just taking in the information and not really doing anything with it so when we're saying knowledge we're kind of adding the second piece of that and that is applying yeah we're assuming that we are making it an assumption an, an assumption and we that know the knowledge right that you get mm -hmm will change your behaviors right and that's why it's leveraged mm -hmm. because when it changes your behavior everything changes yeah. for you i mean you've heard us share probably some of the books that we've read and the significant impact that had we can even talk about wealth as a simple one we read a book got an idea got some knowledge we didn't have before came home applied the knowledge and it was buying a couple lots that nobody would buy because they were weird shapes so the idea came, just put a house on them. As soon as the house went on them, everybody so we, wanted them. Everybody wanted them. Mm -hmm. And it's now those couple of houses, that was 20 odd years ago, those couple of houses have actually sold, not by us, we should have hung on to them longer. <laughs> There's the trick right there. And yet they sold quickly and those lots had been sitting, somebody else had had them on the market for like five years. Yep. And it wasn't until we applied so, the knowledge. So the next one's my favorite what is it i know what it is i know what it is because if it's his favorite it has to do with applying or investing in the knowledge of a professional knowledgeable realtor that has some experience not just knowledge yeah experience in the area that you're interested in right so an experienced real estate agent uh on the buy side or the sell side super 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 did i say that enough super value so leverage leverage, yeah, the leverage the knowledge and you You're can 33 do 33 years of every day being absorbed in real estate and you're like 27 yeah but the yeah. the average buyer you're not seller, 27 you're well, 27 close. years in the I'm industry pretty close to 27 yeah <laughs> the average buyer or seller of real estate maybe has spent a week or two in their life on real estate or maybe they've spent two months maybe they've owned 20 houses and that yeah. would be a lot that's and so right <laughs> not even you're kidding yeah. we've helped over 3017 families navigate the real estate journey so hopefully there's a little bit of knowledge there 
that you can leverage and yeah. tap into because we give it away with ease. And number four Even is guides and mentors mm. and coaches. Now, the difference between a what's a mentor? Why, what, what, what do you want to look for in a guide, a real estate guide or a real estate mentor? You tell me. You Experience. seem to have the dis distinction laid Experience. out. Experience. They've mm. done it. Whereas a coach may have or may not. Mm -hmm. Yep. Exactly. And then the last one? Family and friends. And we decide to put fun family and friends together because three Fs. I like that. The three. It's got to be three things. And so friends and family, even while you're having fun, you can be getting education and knowledge from them. It doesn't have to be arduous because it's just kind of rubbing off as you're sitting around the dinner mm -hmm. table. Leverage the dinner conversation. Leverage the... Well, make sure there are people that have done well in the thing you want to do. Yeah, and then make sure they're involved in it currently. Because mm. it's, it's one thing that they can tell you how they got to where they got. That's great. But if they're giving you advice that is basically 10 years old because they haven't bought a house in 10 years and now, you know, maybe they own five houses, but they haven't bought one in 10 years. And they don't understand today's market. But if they bought one last week, then they probably have pretty good experience. Right. Because we have had clients say, well, my family or my friends told me, do not get into a multiple offer situation. And in a regular market, I might say you wouldn't miss out. You might be able to hold out until you got one that wasn't in a multiple offer. And for the past couple of years, you if you weren't willing to house. do that, you're probably not <laughs> buying a house unless it's got some issue. And we don't want the house with an issue. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And the people that bought a house a year and a half ago that thought they paid through the moon for it are laughing today because it's still up 20%. Yeah, and John Naisbit had <laughs> an interesting picture. saying, and, and what he said is, we're drowning in information, but starving for knowledge. Mm. Yeah, like, I forget the stat, but the, the information we are creating on a daily, weekly basis is, like, unbelievable. And knowledge is, we want to say, something you can apply and do something with. If you don't apply it, it's kind of useless. So make it your passion to learn about something new. And if it's real estate that you want to learn about, you know who to connect with. But I don't have enough time. <laughs> We've enjoyed for over 30 years, not only helping you buy and sell real estate, helping you build wealth through your finances, like making good choices with them, building your fun, building your faith, and even strengthening, healing, and flourishing within your relationships. Basically, 30 years of helping you build your life and your home and your business. That's cool. That's a long time. So That's, that's a long I don't, time we spent doing that. <laughs> right. So I don't have enough time is that's, the lamest. Yes, it is. Excuse. I, that's ever come out of my mouth. But it comes out of my mouth frequently. I don't have the time. I don't have enough time to get the shows ready. I don't have enough time. True. Right? And so what we're going to learn in this episode is that we all have 24 hours a day. And I know you know that. And you, I'm sure you know it's 1,440 minutes. I didn't know that. 1,440 minutes. Honey, I've shared that with you like 100 times. How many of those do I spend sleeping? Uh, I figured it out recently, but I don't have it in my head. It's about 600. 
right? Give or take. Yeah. Depending on how many hours. So let's say you sleep seven hours. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not that much then. Seven times 60 is 420. Okay. If you sleep a little bit more. So about 450. Yeah, give or take. About 1,400. Yeah. So basically a 1,000 minutes left. You got approximately a 1,000 minutes to choose what to do with those minutes. That's the coolest way to look at it. Right? Yeah. And so because we all have the same, what we need to figure out how to do to get more out of our time. Have you ever heard the saying, give it to her because she pretty got stuff going on. She already got a pretty full plate. And you know, if you give it to her or him, it's not just her that gets things done. (laughs) They'll get it done. Right. Why is that? Give it to a busy person if you want to get it done. Not busy. Somebody who's got productivity, somebody that's intentional because busy for busy sake, get in my way. Yeah, exactly. So why is it that some people have more success? They have more productivity, more sales, more income, more uh, raises in their, in, their, in their company. They go up the ladder. Why is that? I don't think it's only because they put in extra hours. Because I would tell you not all of them. And many of them, in fact, don't put in extra hours. I'm going to use the word that you've been using all, like, forever, all month long. And that's the word leverage. They Mm. leverage their time. Not all the time. If I'm just hanging out with you and we're just being quiet or we're hanging out with friends and we're just enjoying each other's company, you probably don't want to be leveraging it other than paying attention to the conversation and leveraging the knowledge and the nuggets that might mm, be dropped in that, that time. That's great. Do so, something with them. So if your purpose for a time is to relax right. or what I call chillax. Chill. Chillax, yes. Chillax is chilling and relaxing at the same time. Chillaxing. My word, I made it up, I think. But it's probably out there. <laughs> then that's good use of time. If we decide we're going to rest, we're going to watch a movie. Now, sometimes you leverage watching a movie because you're going to write notes, you're going to pick out lines in the movie that have impact, or you're going to find a lesson or whatever. That's okay. That's leveraging. (laughs) You say that like, well, let's just slough that off to the side. Well, you used to leverage movie time by working on your phone or doing something that distracted me from enjoying the movie. It did happen. (laughs) We are here to tell you the truth. So, leveraging. Leisure activity may not be what you want to be doing. And yet what you can do is leverage other time where it's not taking away from the thing you're doing. So when I'm cooking dinner, it is very fun to listen to a learning podcast, tune into something that I can leverage my time by learning at the same time as I'm cooking because I've been cooking for a long time. But not that often, right? Oh, don't get me started. (laughs) Who does most of the cooking? Come on. We're not having that conversation right now, but we're about to. Go ahead, share your story. No, I think I do most of the cooking. And I know Just ask any of our friends. (laughs) Yeah. And you know why that is? Because he leverages the time in front of our friends to show off his cooking skills. And then during the week when it's just me and him, I do pretty much all of it. (laughs) <laughs> but nobody gets to see that. I was leveraging that time. I know. Brilliant. 
Yes. Brilliant. Great. All right. So leveraging time when you're cooking or doing a task that doesn't require your full attention. Oh, like you do an exercise. Yes. You, I'll come home. You go, oh, yeah, I exercise for 30 minutes and I listen to this great podcast on or this sermon or you start talking about it. And I go, well, let's talk about the exercise. No, no. This is what I learned while I was exercising. I'm like, Ooh, that's amazing. And it works because yeah. as, and I couldn't do that at the beginning. So there's a time and a place when you want to leverage. So when I first started learning to exercise again, because we did for quite a long time and then we took a really really, really long hiatus. Okay, we didn't, the royal we didn't, Yetta did. Yetta took a really long hiatus. And then when she got back into it, I couldn't be leveraging that time. It took everything in my brain power to figure out how just to do the thing. Yeah, because you want to do it well. You don't want to hurt yourself. Right. And we're actually going to have an upcoming show on that. I know mm -hmm. we are. Mm -hmm. And so leveraging something you haven't mastered yet, you're maybe not leveraging, you're dividing and defeating yourself, really. You could, but be careful. Because there's some things, like where people say they multitask, sometimes yeah. you can't multitask. You're not task too switching. Right, not, not too, too important, important things. things right? Can't do it. But you can learn things by osmosis. Like when I'm driving and I'm mm. listening to an audio book, what I love is with Audible on my phone, as soon as I plug my phone in, it starts playing. And as soon as I turn the car off, it stops playing. So it reminds me automatically. To and what's a to good book, book you're listening to right, right now? Right now I'm listening to Clockwork. For the second time? Yeah, because when you, when you are driving and listening, you may not absorb quite as much as if you were 100%. But I'm going to be driving anyways. So I, you know, I listen, and I put the book on uh, one and a half times speed. So it's a little chipmunky, but, <laughs> but I can listen to half a book in like three days when I'm just driving to work and back. Right. It's amazing. And if you're going out a to see clients, then long trip, I can do the whole book. Yeah, in a which trip. is fantastic. Yeah, so that's stream leveraging. It is. And then the great news with books, we then leverage that audio listening and go, Ooh, I like that one a lot. And then I go buy the book and then you can highlight. So you're really leveraging the learning time without having to sit focused. Mm -hmm. And this is a, a real estate show. This is a real estate episode. And you can leverage people to get back time because we're talking about saving time, right? Because when you save time, you have time because you can only spend time once. And then it's gone. gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if I leverage, like get a mortgage broker, now I don't have to go around to eight different lenders trying to get the best. And reduce my credit rate. score. So, and, I mean, yeah. there's other bad mm -hmm. things that happen when you. Yeah. So yeah. I can use a mortgage broker. I can use a real estate agent or I can go around, look at open houses and search on the Internet, go to different websites. Or I can go to the source that has 95, 98 percent of the information. Might as well go to a real estate agent. And a good one. A good one. You might want to check and out. And they're the going to help team. me buy a house in a lot more time, less time, and probably get a better one. Exactly. For less money. Right. Okay. What else can you leverage? Because time is. Well, we can't leverage time on the show because Dan says our minutes are up. Our minutes are up. That's just the way it is. So, so time is the most valuable commodity there is because. Once you spend it, you can never get it back. We're honored to be your advocates on the journey of learning wealth, wisdom, and great time resources too.
moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.